Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah and Joel sat down to talk to Escape to Witch Mountain. Hello and welcome back. Hey, glad to be here again. Well, I'm so glad you're back on. I'm glad to have you as one of my rotation guests. I'm going to ask you a quick question so that my listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Um, It's always going to be Disney related, so I don't know that you're always going to be able to answer it because I don't feel like you're, I mean, obviously you're not on the same level as me as being a Disney fan, but that's like a really high bar. No, no one is. Yeah. Did, did you, yes, I mean, uh, about a few minutes ago, you... You said you were going to call the Disney store and find out if they had any um, ears in. And I asked you how many you already had. And you just said, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, so we're on different levels. <laughs> I was going to say, my question will be, how many Minnie Mouse ears do you own? But you don't own any. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. I don't think I own any Disney products that aren't movies. Not even like a sweatshirt or something? I don't think so. Maybe, but That's I don't really think so. sad. <laughs> You've already had your birthday and Christmas. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just saying like, so I can't give you some Disney products for for either of those things. <laughs> but we got Christmas again in, you know, nine months. I'll work yeah. on that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess there, there's I'm on us getting to know you. Not really a question, <laughs> but we've learned that Joel has no Disney paraphernalia, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Very depressing. So tell us what movie you picked and why you picked it. Well, that's a whole essay, but um, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> I picked Escape to Witch Mountain, and it's because how hard this movie is to find. I remember back in the 2000s, they made a race to Witch Mountain with The Rock in it. And when that movie came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember watching this movie as a kid or like the this is a remake of it or a sequel to it. I got to go back and find that. And so I went and rented um, Escape and Return to Witch Mountain, which are both made in like the 50s or the 70s or something. I know that's a huge time difference, but I don't remember which, which one it is. And I was watching those movies and realized that these are not at all what I remembered. And for a long time, I could not find out what like this craziness that I remember there being an Escape to Witch Mountain movie. But I distinctly remember what the characters looked like. And I remembered this flying truck scene and remembered all of these things, but I couldn't find anything about it online. Lo and behold, that's because it was a 1995 TV movie that was never released on VHS or DVD that most people forgot about because it's not great and yeah so then i went on a when i decided to become or you asked me to be one of your recurring guests i went on a quest to find a copy of this movie so that we could talk about it and that was difficult (laughs) i ended up giving money to a sketchy website that let me download the movie that for some reason so for some reason it was downloaded from a russian broadcast of this movie so every now and then there are three quarter ads for the uh tv premiere in russia a tv premiere of brother bear so it's all in cyrillic alphabet (laughs) and commercial breaks are strange and it's just one of the most bizarre things i've ever watched or 
paid money for. <laughs> yeah. I I also feel like we need to go ahead and put this disclaimer here that if you're listening and you're like, man, that movie sounds like something I'd want to watch, which I don't know how listening to us talk about this movie would make you want to watch this movie. But <laughs> <laughs> if you were to want to watch this movie, you you basically can't. Yeah, it's it's Unless... it's non-existent. <laughs> Unless you track down this Facebook page I found and spend nine dollars. <laughs> I think it's also great, too, because he put it on a flash drive so that I could watch it. And then upon returning the flash drive and giving him a mic for the episode today, he texts me and says, I feel like we're having a drug deal because we went we met at a dentist office that was obviously closed because we're recording on a Sunday. But it was just the whole thing was comical. So this whole episode, like how it came to be, everything about it is just hysterical. And I hope that we are bringing you quality content. It feels like we're living in one of those things that afterwards they make a documentary of like the how it came to be moments because it was such a ridiculous story. I mean, minor because of the podcast, but still like ridiculous. Yeah. So why don't you give us an overview of the story, kind of like a beginning, middle, end? All right. Well, the simplest version of this movie is it follows a, a lot the original movie that you, you may remember and is on Disney Plus if you want to go watch that. Um, hopefully the better version of this movie. Um, twins are, uh, they just show up one day, this twin boy and girl, and a, what do they call him? A hermit, looked like a homeless man, was like trying to figure out where they were from. And the police got mad at him and he was trying to like get them out of his truck so he didn't get in trouble. And he accidentally separated them because he put the little girl into a mail truck for some reason. A lot of bad decisions this whole movie. That's a theme. Um, And so they get separated at birth. And then the movie fast forwards a huge period of time until they're like in their early teens. And they reconnect at an orphanage and discover that they have uh, telekinetic and telepathic powers that and when they hold hands um or touch hands they make this purpley glowing light thing um and then they get involved with a very shady businessman who wants to use them to mine uranium out of a mountain (laughs) um you heard that right the randomest subplot okay but yeah so they're trying to escape from him and then they meet this other even crazier person who I think is more dangerous than the bad guy in the movie, this purple guy who tells them that they're part of this other dimensional alien race that are all twins. And um, once every, is it nine years or 12 years, you can stand in this circle on mm-hmm. which mountain? It's nine. Um, and you can, nine, okay. And you can, so maybe they're just nine years old, not 12. But once every nine years, you can stand in this circle and hold hands with your twin and you can return to the world they came from or the alternate dimension they came from. This one felt very much like they couldn't decide if they wanted to make it aliens or actual witchcraft. And so they did both simultaneously and just made it really weird. And for some reason, this entire movie is told to you via narration from this lady who was at the (laughs) diner where the kids first showed up. And had no other impact in the story whatsoever. She was just kind of around the story a lot. And was a very strange human being. And obviously because it was edited for TV. Like they needed like to catch. Because there's a lot of plot stuff in this movie. And they needed to catch you up after every commercial break. So after every commercial break. She'd show back up and narrate at you for a few minutes. In the most bizarre (laughs) way possible. 
<laughs> and then the movie would continue. And it was just like, who is this lady? Why is she here? So, yeah. Uh, and then the the end, they stand in the circle and they go home. Yeah. And, and then the, the, the lady, they ask her if she wants to come with them. And she says, oh, yeah, I have to stay here to tell the story. And so, like, <laughs> I feel like this is her telling the story. I don't really know. It's just strange. And her, her name is Zoe Moon. Like, her character name is Zoe Moon. So she's just, like, the biggest hippie in the universe. Like, it's just like, okay, no one is going to believe this woman. They're going to believe this woman smoked a whole bunch of something and then, like, had an episode on a mountain um and that's like it's not like she's gonna be this great revelation that alien life exists this woman's crazy and no one's going to believe her mm-hmm. so are there any other thoughts you have on the storyline the, the one thought i mean we we get into this when you ask about sequels and stuff at the end usually um from previous episodes but the one thought i keep coming back to is that the lore for this is really rich like the the ideas present in it are so interesting and that's why they had two movies in the the, the, two of the old movies they've had this remake they've had a reboot of the series in 2005 they've had multiple books like the lore is there the way they presented it in this movie was just so bizarre like it's an interesting concept that there is an alien race that exists entirely of twins and they've been on earth for a long time and twins on earth are descendants of them and have special powers if they get together and that's like all that's really interesting and cool idea which is why it resonated with me and i remember this movie the whole time but uh yeah just not a good movie (laughs) so let's talk about characters i'm going to name off a quick list we have anna and danny who are our twins we have xander who's kind of like the tough guy bully at this children's home that they end up at we have mr bolt who's Mm -hmm. the rich man who's trying to like use their powers we have Lindsay brown who's the director of the children's home zoe moon who we've already alluded to claudia ford who's a news reporter which you didn't talk about mm-hmm. and then waldo fudd is the movie guy or the purple guy yeah and then there's also the the driver who becomes important mm-hmm. and uh the there's the caretaker of all the kids what's her yeah at the orphanage which but there's a there's a scene at the end, and this is obviously spoilers. You're not going to be able to watch this movie. It all comes to a head when they're trying to get to the mountain at the right time to go home. Um, but they're all one of them is handcuffed in the house, and the other one's trying to free them, uh, the twins. And so they get freed, and they steal a horse. Which them being separate is an important plot toy point in this movie because it. Like when they they have to be together and they have to be touching at a like at some point they don't necessarily have to hold hands because I think at one point he puts his hand on his sister's shoulder and so right, right. when like when Mr. Bolt discovers this he has them separated so that's an important part yeah their their powers work the closer in proximity they are the better their powers work they can still kind of use them apart but the closer they get and if they're even touching their powers are like multiplied so they keep they get separated they have to get back together they steal a horse and run away and then all the adults follow them there's a moment where they steal the horse and then it's like horse chase and they get the horse to jump over a fence and for the last 10 minutes of the movie you haven't seen 
anybody else. It's just been these kids doing this escape attempt from this rich guy's house. They cut to them jumping the horse over the fence, and suddenly all the other orphans and every adult that's been in the movie is standing in the field watching them. And it's like, were they just there the whole time? What just happened? <laughs> and then the reporter and the sheriff and the um, the head of the, uh, the lady who runs the orphanage and, of course, the rich guy, they all run off to chase him down. And the lady who runs the orphanage just turns to the um, the driver of the rich guy who's been kind of a bad guy, but just quit a few minutes ago. And she's like, watch the kids. And she's like, you don't know this person. No, it's the bus driver. Oh, okay. No, she okay, has the bus driver stay. She takes the, she gotcha. takes the driver that goes with Mr. Bolt. She takes him with her in the police car. Oh, okay. They both, they go together. Yeah. It was just like, it all happens so fast. And suddenly all the adults are just like, all right, this gaggle of 30 kids or whatever, we're just going to leave them here and go chase these two. And then there's the, the the moment that I remember most distinctly, or the two moments I remember most distinctly, are when they first get together at the orphanage and they're having a camp out. They hold hands, or they, they do like this thing where they like touch their hands, like double high five, and do the purpley glowy thing. And they do it under this makeshift <laughs> tent. And I distinctly remember that moment. And then the other time, they hold hands in a truck and they fly a truck out of a tunnel because cops are blocking them at both ends. And they pick up this big red pickup truck. And it's like the climax of the movie. And they fly it out. And I thought it was so cool. And then I watched it with the horrible, horrible early 90s CGI. And it was just like, I remember that being so much cooler. <laughs> My nostalgia goggles were on hardcore at that moment. But yeah, it was... Uh, it's so, like... The, the ideas in the movie are great. But execution was uh, left a lot to be desired. <laughs> So do you have any characters that you're like, yeah, this is my favorite? I loved the bully kid um, because I felt like my memories of this movie were about the bully kids because I remembered them only after research being brother and sister. I thought they were like a couple. Um, and he did too when they first like had this connection when uh, he showed up at the orphanage. They had this very intense, immediate connection and it was like, Luke and Leia style, oh no, they're not going to be dating. They're brother and sister. They're twins, in fact. So I had that moment, and then he kept being a bully. And one of my favorite quotes is about him, which is just bizarre because he, like, he picks the handcuff lock to get her off, uh, to get her out of the rich man's house. And she, uh, Anna turns to him and is like, Never thought I'd be glad to see you picking locks. And I was like, How? I mean, I guess you've grown up in this orphanage together, but how many times have you been? out picking locks like you're the good kid and he's the bully it's like were you going on capers together before this <laughs> what is the relationship i'm very confused i feel like at the beginning of the movie he's kind of a bully and she steps in and she says like you said you were gonna stop and so i wonder if she's kind of been his conscience like throughout their time in yeah. the orphanage. And so she always knew that he was doing these things, maybe not necessarily seeing them. I don't know. That's just right. my random thought. But yeah, uh, I also love, and that's something we should probably get into. Um, one of the amazing things about this movie is the cast. Anna is played by, why am I blanking on her name as I start talking, of course? Elizabeth uh, Moss, also known as Zoe thank Bartlett. You. Anna is. Yeah, Anna's played by Elizabeth Moss, Zoe Bartlett, of Amy from Handmaid's Tale. And um, she was recently in that uh, the, the remake of The Invisible Man. Like, she's an amazing actress, and this is one of her earlier roles. 
and as this twin magic witch girl and then <laughs> her brother uh he's the voice of uh-huh. sid and he's in like all kinds of other disney channel original things the reporter who's following this extraordinarily bizarre story is julia from friends like this cast is kind of stacked in this weird disney channel original movie way <laughs> um but the movie never went yeah. anywhere and they re- refused to release it <laughs> well both Danny and Xander were in the movie Brinks that I just talked about with Megan a couple weeks ago. And Danny was like the main soul skater. And like, he's also in the princess diaries. He's that he's Mm -hmm. the guy that sets up Mia. Like he takes her out on a date and then it's like really sad. So like, yeah, like you said, it's just very strange. Like how did all of these actors end up in this movie that no one can find or watch or, Honestly, I'd never seen it before. Uh, yeah, but, but you'd you'd at least know. heard of the originals, right? Or at least the the one because with the rock of in the it? Rock. Yeah, gotcha. but I mean, this movie also gotcha. came out in nineteen ninety five, so I was only yeah. two. And the originals—that's fair. Um, the original came out in nineteen seventy five. This is like a, and, and then it had a direct sequel, and it's highly rated. And so this was just maybe just a Disney trying to keep the copyright of their IP around. That's why they made this TV mm-hmm. movie. Uh, not sure, but like it was, this was thrown together with just ca- actors they had on hand, I guess, from other projects. And it, for some reason, was ingrained into my mind, but I don't know why rewatching it. It was not enthralling or really great it was kind of interesting but mostly just extraordinarily bizarre yeah i have a note here that you meet this purple guy earlier on and i call him purple guy because i don't he must have been introduced but i don't remember his name yeah it is purple guy okay well i feel like they call him that (laughs) yeah but like does he have an it doesn't matter um he shows up kind (laughs) of early on um okay what's his name it's like Waldo Fudd. Waldo F- That's even worse somehow. <laughs> he, he reminds me of um, the guy in... Uh, he reminds me of Willy Wonka. Yeah. He's yeah, got that same absolutely. vibe. Like well, super creepy. Yes. And yes. It's like they got near the end of the movie and they were like, we've already... Uh, and it was obvious this guy was supposed to be important because he'd showed up a couple times earlier and he knew stuff. And then at one point he like uses telekinesis and you're like, oh, he's one of them, blah, 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 blah. But then by the end of the movie, he's literally wearing a Willy Wonka full purple zoot suit with a crazy hat. And he's talking like he's in a musical and about to break out in song for mm-hmm. some reason. He never does. Thank God. But it looks like he might be. And the whole time I was just like, this man should not be allowed to be alone with children. Why is he the hero of this movie? Yeah, lots of questions. <laughs> but again, like all the pieces are there. This could have been such a fun film, but it never quite made it there. It was always just on the cusp of being amazing um, or being coherent. Well, and it just <laughs> felt like, yeah, and it felt like you just feel uncomfortable the whole time. Like nothing really feels, it doesn't feel like it has a good flow. It feels like once you kind of figure out what's going on, everything changes. Yeah. That might be because it was TV. So it was kind of cut up. Uh, But like still there's really good TV movies. I'm sure we, yeah. So I don't know Mm -hmm. all over the place. 
What's your favorite quote from this movie? That's very easy. And by far, it's when um, Danny is or Xander is getting uh, Anna out of the handcuffs. And she's like, can you help me with these? And he says, handcuffs and takes this really long pregnant pause for some reason and then goes piece of cake as if he has broken out of several pairs of handcuffs over his extensive 10 years of age. Like, it's just so great. And it's played so like like straight and real and it's hilarious i love that one yeah okay so here's the one that's mine zoe just says all these really trippy like you feel like it's philosophical but then you like it's it's not it's just her being trippy she feels like she's being uh, the character in uh, fourth kind where she's like waxing philosophical about actual aliens, but this is a TV Disney movie that, yeah, this is not you're you're in the wrong film, woman. <laughs> yeah. So the one that I wrote down, she has two different quotes that begin the same way, and I'm wondering if this is just IMDb uh, pulling the same quote and people are misremembering it. But she has one quote that's funny how life is when you surrender. It always seems to take you exactly where you need to be. I'm like that that's not how life works. Like giving up does not help <laughs> you get where you need to be. Like <laughs> that makes zero right. sense. Like I'll just surrender yeah. and hope for the best. No, that's not that's, that's not a how life works. Very bad lesson. Uh, <laughs> right? And then this one says funny how life is when you learn to just be patient and listen. And it's like, how come she said funny how life so often? Like, the writers yeah. did not want it, to try. I don't know. It's, are you um, in a self-help book? Like, this is not how people talk in real life. <laughs> what What is happening? So, you've mm. already alluded to this movie being a remake, and, and there are multiple iterations of this movie. So, we'll kind of just group sequels, remakes, books. We'll group them all together for the sake of this. I don't think I've ever seen any of the movies. Okay. Have you seen any of them? I have definitely seen the sec the sequel, weirdly enough, to the original one. And I have read both or uh, two or three of the books. I can't remember how many books there are, but I've read everything that had Witch Mountain in the title because I was trying to remember this movie and I read too much. <laughs> so I have a better handle on what they were going for. And that might be why I like this a little bit more than anyone who's coming to a blind. Um, because the original was beloved and the sequel was fun, but everything had smarter motivations in the books and the movies, all the villains, like everything just meshed much better in this one. The main villain was very like, like almost it barely told you that he was going to use their power to mine uranium out of the mountain. And that was like, said through dialogue at some random point and then was trying to see if she could lift a cylinder of like a core sample. And that was it. That was the extent of his evil plan. Um, other than, you know, kidnapping children, uh, in the original or in the, the books I read, like the, they get in the sequel, at least they get kidnapped by like a gang and they are used to rob mm -hmm. a bank and they have to like fight against each other. Cause one of the, the boy is brainwashed. Um, and so they're using their powers against one another at one point, and it's played like a kind of a police chase, kind of like back and forth, who can be smarter with the power. 
And in the books, they are trying to kind of like the the rock movie. They're trying to escape the law and get back home and save or trying to find out what happened to their parents in general. And so they're extremely smart. They're very smart characters in the books. And they're talking about like stuff that was way over my head when I was a kid and read these talking about um, rearranging molecules. And at one point, like they get this guy who, who's like a bus driver, like a, like a Greyhound driver, and he helps them out and the Greyhound gets just destroyed. And then at the end of the book, they like knit it back together on a molecular level um, and like save his job and everything. And so they're just much smarter, much well-developed characters in the other uh, iterations. But none of them were played by Elizabeth Moss. So <laughs> <laughs> so this is like WandaVision meets Little Orphanage. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Especially this one where it's very kind of magic and and multiverse stuff interesting this movie is so strange. yeah because in the rock one in the version with the rock <laughs> there's actually a ufo and they're distinctly from another planet and they're running from like this robot assassin thing in this one and in the originals i don't think they ever specifically state that they're aliens they're more like from another dimension or from another world and in this one they do stand in a ring of light like they're being beamed up into a ufo but there is distinctly no UFO. They're just going to go back to their home dimension. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of ways you can play with that idea, apparently. So favorite moment. What's your favorite moment from this movie? I, I have one, but it's more of a character moment than my... It's kind of both. Xander is supposed to be this bully kid. But he has this little bitty, like maybe four or five year old kid following him around that is his like either partner in crime or in every other Disney movie would have been like the kid he picks on the most. But he like helps him out and he's like a big brother figure to him. And every moment they interact is my favorite moment in the film because it makes no sense for the character they're, tr- they're, they're introduced you as, but it makes total sense to the character he is at the end of the movie. So it's just this cute little weird brotherly relationship that I love. For me... It's the moment you talked about earlier as they're trying to escape and like they're riding on this black horse that's never been tamed before and they're trying to jump Mm -hmm. this hedge and like there's no way they can jump the hedge and they try and it doesn't work and then they turn around and they try and it does work and so that I think that's my favorite moment. Uh, One of the most amazing things about this movie, the most distinct thing I remembered going into it was that at the end when there's no hope and they're stuck in this tunnel. And for some reason I thought there was a helicopter, but there wasn't really a helicopter. But when they're stuck in this tunnel, they band together (laughs) and they use the other people around them and they use all their psychic energy and they fly a truck out of a tunnel to escape the police. But the big action sequence, maybe 10 minutes before was they couldn't get a horse to jump over a hedge, but now they can fly a whole truck. (laughs) And it was just like, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) So let's talk about final thoughts. I really, really loved nothing about this movie. Let's just be real. (laughs) I fell asleep while I was trying to watch it yesterday, which I don't do. Like, I've only fallen asleep other than like movies I've watched a thousand times, you know? The only Mm -hmm. movies I distinctly remember falling asleep during our number one Avengers in the theater at like 11 o'clock at night 
It was boring. Mm-hmm. Okay. I stay I and I stand by one. that to this day. There's too much action. We like there's to too much happening. Here, okay. <laughs> I wasn't able to like follow the story and I hadn't seen the Iron Man movies. And had Captain America come out before that? I hadn't seen that movie. So I was just yeah. there watching Avengers yeah. for Ryan's graduation. And there was just a lot of fighting and not a lot of dialogue. And so I didn't know what was going on. So that movie. I see. And this movie. And this movie, I fell asleep because it was just really boring. But yeah, this movie was so strange because I kept looking for and waiting for that nostalgic pull and that, oh my gosh, this is the things I remember and I love it. And every time one of those things that I remember, I love it came on. I was just like, that is the most underwhelming thing in the world. Why did I want to watch this again? Why did I spend money for this again? And it was just very, very underwhelming, which is so depressing. When I looked this up and found out who was in it and everything that was about it, I was so much more excited to watch it. And I finally sat down and watched it and there's, three-quarter ads with Russian brother bear. And that was the most intriguing part of the film. I was just like, this is, this is very sad. Oh, yeah. Time out. No, I get that. I've yeah. had those moments where I am, like I remember a movie differently than how it actually was. And that's definitely disappointing. Okay. Thanks so much for being on. I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram on Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter and TikTok at Princess Sam Pod. Visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after.